Hey everybody, it's Jet. Jet Czar, I am your host. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Episode number 124, and today I will be interviewing Ver Mar, who is a really great sculptor and an old pal from the Capro scene, the art scene, the dark art scene. Uh, this is a rare occasion where I'm recording the intro before the interview, so hopefully it will go well. <clears throat> I got in about five hours I'm going to interview her. Anyway, how are you doing out there? I'm doing pretty well. My run of bad luck seems to have ended, which is great. Moving on, getting things done, getting back on a healthy schedule and diet and exercise and all that stuff. So there goes the dogs. Um, before we get into the, the new subscribers and the five questions, I have to say, I just watched this new documentary that came out called Hail Satan. If you haven't seen it, you must see it. It's amazing. So good. So, so good. I loved it. That dude, Lucian Greaves, who runs the Satanic Temple, is basically my hero. The stuff, the work they're doing uh, is just, it's so good. And, and um, the myths it dispels about what most people think about Satanism is great. It really does a great job at, at explaining what they're doing. Um, and what they're doing is is the uh, Satanic Temple is very different from the Church of Satan, which is kind of the original Satanic religion created by Anton LaVey. But I never really could get into that because there's a very, very, uh, I don't know. The, the Levian Satanism to me seems very self-centered and kind of mean-spirited. And uh, just, I don't know, there's a few things that, that go against my personal beliefs. Um, but the uh, there's actually a great comparison on the, the website of the Satanic Temple that compares the Church of Satan to the Satanic Temple. And uh, it's it shows that... It, there's pretty big differences. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not a Satanist. I don't call myself a Satanist in the same way. I don't call myself a Christian. However, I have plenty of beliefs that are in line with, um, I guess you'd call progressive Christianity or, you know, the values of helping people and, and love being the highest thing there is and all that. But, you know, there's, Plenty. I, I agree with pretty much everything the Satanic Temple quotes as their basic tenets. And what I found really interesting about the documentary is that what they are doing in this kind of socio-political realm is a lot like what we are doing within the art world, with what the Dark Art Society is trying to do within the Dark Art world, and of course they're 
doing things on a on a much bigger level. Uh, but uh, I I just you know just watch the movie. It's great. So good. So good. I want to get Lucian Greaves. If anybody knows Lucian Greaves, please put word out to him that I would love to have him for an interview on the podcast. Or if you listen to this, Lucian Greaves, I'm sure he doesn't, but um, I would like to interview him. I think he'd be a great guest. And uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about the documentary and the work that the Satanic Temple is doing. It's great, 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 great stuff. Anyway, let's get on with uh, new patrons. You can become a patron, you know, on, on our Patreon page. You get the podcast a day or two early and get your name read on the podcast. And you can join for as little as a dollar a month and support the whole movement. That's at patreon.com slash darkartsociety. Let's get on with, let me see. I think I left off. I think I read Joanna Barnum. I'm going to read it again. Joanna Barnum. Thank you. Uh, this one's new, I think. Abe Kumaro. Thank you, Abe. And finally, we have Miss Dark with a Q instead of a K. Miss Dark. Thank you, Miss Dark, for supporting. You are making it happen. All of you who are supporting are the reason that everyone who is not supporting can still listen to this show. So thank you. And everyone who's not supporting should thank them as well. Okay. Five questions. Five questions. Jeff Bertrand, who's your biggest art influence other than your father? Uh, I, I always say there's like, I have a top three, the kind of big three for me were Giger. Well, for, I'll do it in order of when I discovered them. Frazetta, Giger, and Bekshinsky. Those are the three biggies for me. Now I see artwork all the time that influences me now. And, um... But those were, those, all three of, well, not all three of them, two of those were during my childhood, um, you know, my, my impressionable years. And Bekshinsky, that was still when I was a young adult, but um, his influence was, uh, his, the, the influence of his artwork was huge for me. All three of them, really, so. I would say those were my big three. Okay, I'm going down the list here. Jeff Bertrand, if you didn't work in a creative industry, what would you want to do? That's a pretty good question. I've thought about myself because everything I'm interested in has to do with some kind of creativity. And I think what I would like to do if I couldn't do anything creative or artistic would be Working with animals in some way, like being a vet or, uh, I don't know, working with shelter animals or something. Something to do with animals to where I'm around animals a lot. Working at a zoo or something, maybe. Maybe not a zoo, but working at a 
animal shelter, or I don't know, something with animals. Okay, Zoetica Ebb. Favorite pre-medieval historical monster or lore? Mm, pre-medieval, pre-medieval. I mean, my the boogeyman is kind of a a fallback for me. It's kind of my favorite, uh, you know, fantasy creature, I suppose. But if we're going pre-medieval, I would say the Lilith myth, which is a, a myth throughout the world. Uh, it manifests in Christianity. It's in all different types of cultures, but it manifests in Christianity as being uh, Lilith was Adam's first wife. And it's kind of crazy because she was she was the first feminist, really. She wanted to be on top when they had sex. And he said, no. He wouldn't let her be in the dominant position. And for that bad thing she did, God cast her out, punished her with the... Uh, Punished her by having, uh, what was it, like a thousand children a day, and then all of the children die every day. But there's some really interesting uh, aspects to the Lilith myth that she steals babies in the night, and what else does she do? I forgot it's been a while since I read up on it, but that's a pretty good one. Okay. Chris Elliott asks, what are your three Desert Island albums? And you're allowed to hoop a fourth. You know, that's it's impossible for me to, to do just three or four of my favorite albums, but I'm going to go off the top of my head. I'm going to say The Minutemen, Double Nickels on the Dime. If you haven't heard that album, you have to hear it because it's like incredible. Double album. Every song's amazing. And uh, no means no, wrong, for sure, because that's another incredible album. Every every song's amazing. No means no at their peak. Um, I have to put a Beatles album in there, maybe Sgt. Pepper or uh, the White Album. That's a tough one. I'll say, I'll say the White Album because there's more songs on it. But I want to say Sgt. Pepper's because I love that album. And my fourth, I would, I'm just going to say The Who, Quadrophenia. If you haven't heard Quadrophenia, it's a masterpiece. Okay. Uh, John Ciballero, have your interests ever had any negative impact on anyone in your life, namely family members or friends? Now, I was thinking about this, and I couldn't think of any other than you know, peripheral things from that come from spending so much time on things, you know, focusing my attention on things. If I don't know, for example, maybe I'm not, uh, cleaning the house as much or helping out with the chores around the house as much because I'm so focused on bringing money in with my artwork. But that's, you know, not a huge thing, I don't think. 
I will say probably the biggest negative effects that I could think of. I was thinking about this. I have lost, you know, like family members, friends, my best friend for 30 years because of, uh, I think, I think a big part of it in both cases is, or it's been more than two actually, but, uh, I think uh, because of that, I was getting successful doing what I was doing, and uh, it was envy or jealousy. I think is a big part of it. So that is something to consider if you want to be successful at something. You will lose friends over it for sure. There's always going to be somebody who's resentful of your success, and it sucks. So I would say maybe that that's my answer. All right. That's it. I'm not going to go on too long here. Let's get on with the Vermar interview. And uh, that's it. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, Ver, what's up? Hey, Chad. I'm good. Yay! <laughs> you finally got you on here. Yes. Yes, I. You are another example of kind of a perfect podcast guest for me because I feel like we're old friends, but yes. I don't know anything about you really because I know, it's, right? It's, it's like that, like uh, with Jasmine Worth, I did, and uh, mm -hmm. Stephanie and Agaki. It's like all these people I've known for what ten years or more, exactly. maybe, and it's like we've never sat down and just talked very much. So this is kind of cool for me to be able to just get to know you too for you me know? as well i mean it's super true i we go to these parties like and we see everybody and we're always like hi hey and we see each other literally for years and <laughs> if you ask me like a personal question about one of them i'd be like well i like their artwork <laughs> i don't really know them too well exactly so this is awesome yeah, yeah we're all kind of like we know each other more by the the artwork and the and the scene that we we have and it's cool though yeah um yeah so let's let's get right into it um i mean what's your What's your what's your background? Uh, when did you start creating artwork? Were you an art kid? Where'd you grow up? All that sort of thing. Well, as a small child, I've always doodled and drawn pictures. I remember in elementary school, we would have book fairs. And I was excited about book fairs because I wanted to be an author. But mostly I was excited so I could illustrate the books mm -hmm. that we would write. Do you remember the book fairs? Did you guys oh, have yeah. book fairs? Yeah, we used to have the book fair and the bookmobile. I don't know if you Yes, you know, the bookmobile. It was, mm -hmm. so, it was so much fun. I mean, I love reading and I love books, so I was always into books when I was a kid. Exactly. And so, yeah, I've always been into drawing ever since I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I would watch, I guess, fashion television was on in the 80s, too. And I was like, I want to be a fashion designer, mostly <laughs> to design things. Uh -huh. And... Yeah, so always something artsy going on. So always, always creative. Were you known as the creative kid in school, the arty well, kid in school? Yeah, the one that wants to draw all the pictures. Like I had friends that would do the bookmobile books or the book fair books, and I'd be like, "Can I draw the pictures for your books?" Oh, really? It was like, "Yay!" <laughs> Super exciting. That's cool. Yeah. I, I just have to warn you. I'm trying out bulletproof coffee for the first time. Have you ever have you ever Ooh. had bulletproof coffee? I have just like a few sips from my friends when I would go up to them. They're like, try this. And I'm like, sure. But you know what? My my veins are filled with caffeine, so it doesn't really work <laughs> on really. me as well. So 
Hopefully so, it'll work for you. Yeah. So if, if I start freaking out at some point, apparently it's supposed to like give you mental clarity and keep you from getting jitters, but it still Uh-oh. gives you the caffeine rush. So if I start going shall see. at some point, you'll know why. <laughs> anyway, like, was it me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so where did you grow up? I actually grew up uh, around Echo Park area. Oh, really? I was born in LA. I grew up in Echo Park area. And yeah. Wow, that's pretty kind of, much there. That's the yeah. that's like a real LA person, you know? Yeah, like I'm an LA person. <laughs> like most people I know are like transplants, but yep, I'm from here. I mean, I'm from San Pedro, which is kind okay. of outside of LA, but yeah. I, I tell people LA. Um, pretty much. But it, it even that's like a different world. You're kind of it. That's the heart of it. Like Echo, I'm in Echo it. Park, yeah. Silver Lake, and yeah, Hollywood. exactly. That's like all around there. Wow, that must have been a trip. Growing up I mean, yeah. I mean, I grew up kind of in not the most, and I guess not the best neighborhood. But as kids, we didn't realize it. We just saw in the news that kids were being kidnapped. But like me and my cousins <laughs> would just be running around outside really? playing, and <laughs> yeah, those were just the days where you were like carefree and yeah right we didn't get kidnapped so i guess it was good yeah i guess it worked out yeah uh, it's a it's changed a lot echo park is it's changed oh a yeah lot, right? it definitely has it's it feels safer i guess i guess I, I don't know because i'm not there anymore but i remember when i was you know just starting to when i got my driver's license i was driving up to hollywood and stuff echo park was kind of like a scary area Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not, it's, I don't know. It seems like it's, I don't know. It's a lot of gentrification yeah. happening. It's been happening for years, mm-hmm. you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. And now it's too expensive for people to live there. And I'm like, wow, how did that happen? I know that's the, you know, there's that kind of pluses and minuses of gentrification. It's kind of a bad word, but on the other hand, areas get yes. safer and nicer, but then yeah. the poor people get kicked out and exactly. it sucks. So. Pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, you, um, wow. I'm just, I'm surprised that you, I had no idea you, I don't know that many people f- that grew up like right in the heart of Los Angeles. It's kind of cool. It me. <laughs> <laughs> so did you go to art school or anything like that after high school or? I did not go to art school. You know what? Yay. Honestly, I didn't know about <laughs> art school. I nope. didn't know it existed. I didn't know a lot of the industry stuff existed. Like, costume making was a thing or like you could you know i just went to sf state but i did you know i studied graphics oh, okay. and that's what i wound up in regular work wise for a little while mm-hmm. what, what kind of stuff were you doing like for your first just regular jobs? um what do you call that uh advertising some oh. fun stuff some boring stuff and then i wound up in the financial industry doing marketing stuff, wow. you know, just the graphics and stuff. Nothing. Oh, I don't know okay. anything about, <laughs> I mean, I was in it for like nine years. I have no clue about anything that's besides graphics and like layout and all that stuff. Right. So, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, wow, that's like the opposite of art. <laughs> I know. Finance. I wish I did know about finance because okay. I could use some of that help sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Um, you, what do you do? I mean, do you have a, you have a day job? I do have a day job yeah, and it's, it, it was a recent um, career change into something I really love and that's costume making. Yeah, that's what I heard. So I've been doing that for the past three years wow. and I love it still. Love so it? yes, I love it because it's super creative. It's kind of like sculpting with fabric. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's super cool. Wow. Do you like Project Runway? Um, I like <laughs> it to a certain extent. I mean, 
I could never do that because right. the time constraints, I get stressed out for the people I watch. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I would die. And you know, sometimes they do some things where you're like, ooh, that's questionable. But I'm like, could I do that right. in that, you know, time frame? So I'm like, I appreciate it, but <laughs> I could never do it myself. <laughs> I love Project Runaway. It's like yeah, my, it's my guilty pleasure. It's so, I love seeing- engaging. Yeah. And I love seeing the, uh, the creativity and the clothes being created. Like I never cared about- fashion obviously you you know how i dress but i've never cared <laughs> about fashion ever until i started watching project runway and i was like oh yeah. i get it now it's amazing it, it is an art form it really is it is an art form and like yeah i mean i get to do that for work and then you know i've taken a little bit of hiatus from sculpting but it's always in my life right and it's always in the back of my mind and i'm already churning out like new ideas so hopefully some um shows will pop up where i can you know put it in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, so how did you, well, clothes are kind of sculptural in a way. If you think they like, are. that's one thing I learned from that show and paying attention to fashion is, is, uh, not only is it how things move is, is part of the whole thing, but it's yeah. also the texture, you right. know, just stuff you never totally. think about if you're not thinking about it in, a, in an artistic way. And it's, it, it's very, it's a dimensional thing it, it really kind of is really similar to sculpting in that way but with a really weird uh kind of clay i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like so many more types of, of fabric clays i guess just like textures you know right. and stiffness and you know drape and everything so you just have so much to work with if you get into it right and it's right. like a whole new world yeah so, yeah i can cool. imagine it's got to be really fun it is <laughs> i right. love it so okay so um let me see i want to i want to find out ask you about your your sculpting and all that yes. stuff but i do want to know um what kind of stuff are you are you doing like fantasy kind of costuming or kind of regular period costuming or what well, where are you working and what are you doing i actually work at universal studios hollywood oh, wow. yeah so right now we're in the midst of halloween horror nights costume build no way that must be yeah, the funnest time super fun. oh man <laughs> i love it every year we look forward to it just just to see what the designers come up with because I'm not in, you know, I love the design aspect of it, but also I love the building aspect. If mm -hmm. I could, ideally I could do both, but you know, in the industry it's either or. Yep. And right now I'm in the building. Um, I guess I'm in the department where we build it and I love it. It's just, they give you a flat 2d image and you just have to interpret it and make the patterns and figure that out. And to me, that's such a great challenge. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And sometimes you don't even get a side or back view. So you're just like, well, figure it out for oh, yourself cool. and that's like such a huge challenge and then when you make it happen into like you know three dimension you're like wow i've done something and it's like pretty satisfying <laughs> well not only that you probably get to kind of do your own thing a little bit on areas that aren't fully defined i know it's like that with creature design yes. and sculpture it's like they give you a front front view and mm -hmm. they don't tell you what the back looks like and you have to sort of figure yeah. it out you know and make it work it's with the super front. similar to that Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the props department deals with that, just what you're talking about. So they do the prop stuff and I'm sure they're given that flat image and then yep. they got to figure the rest out. Yeah. But wow. yeah, it's super fun. So. Yeah, that's a, that's great. That's, that's great. Um, yeah. How did you end up getting that job? Well, I got laid off from my financial industry job and then <laughs> it was just one of those things where you got to make a decision. Either you continue on with this career and look for another job like that mm -hmm. or go back to school and try to get like the real skills because I knew I kind of sew and make patterns before that but it was just like my own willy-nilly like right. non-professional way so I decided to go back to school and I didn't know what was going to happen because I'm like well I'm broke 
but I could be a little bit more broke in school, but still learn some stuff. Right. And so I decided on that and it worked out like, and I ended up getting a job during a summer break. I was like, well, I've been in school for a couple of years now just to learn the tricks of the trade or whatever, just skills to build cost. Well, not just costumes, but clothing in general properly. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but I need money. So yeah. I just went online and was like doing job search and happened to find that listing. And then I applied and well, wow. here I am. Must've been meant to be. I know. I, I was like, I feel so lucky. Cause that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like that's pretty rare. You know, you, yeah. It's usually like a, someone, you know, somebody who knows about it or something like I know. that. At least, you know, it's still kind of like that if you want to break into, I guess, movies or television mm-hmm. or anything. But, you know, this is still fun. So it's cool. Do you ever see Matt Levin at work? <laughs> no, I know he works Universal, there. Right? And I have. But usually only if I'm working Halloween Horror Nights and I'm at the park because we're at an off-site location. Oh, okay. But if I'm at the park, I will run into him every once in a while. And I'm like, yay, we work together. But I see you once or twice at work a year. <laughs> see, you see Luckily, more we shows. see outside. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So, so funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so, so t- how did you get into sculpting? Because I, I don't think I've ever seen, I don't know if you do 2d artwork in a fine art context, or if you do, I'm not sure if I've ever seen it. I've only just seen your amazing sculptures. I mean, that's how <laughs> that's my identity for you artistically is a sculptor. Yeah. That's you know what? I never, sorry. Um, I never got into 2d past, I guess, high school, college. And that was just on my own, like, you know, little doodles and drawing and stuff. And of course in elementary school, I was super into it, but I think it, I just kind of fell into it because I was living in Oakland at that point. Cause I'd gone up North for school and I was still up North. When, when was, I was this? Living in, um, Oh my gosh, this must be late nineties, early 2000. Okay. So I was up there still and I was living in a warehouse in Oakland with a bunch of arty folks. Uh, that sounds like fun. Oh, it was fun. It was hard sometimes, but you know, <laughs> I you're never literally got to do, living in a warehouse. I never got to live. I always wanted to live in a loft and do the art artist thing with yes. a bunch of friends. And I, and I yes. almost did it at one point, but I never got to do it. And I always feel like, ah, oh, it must be so much fun. But I bet there are some kind of downsides to it as well. There are a lot of downsides. <laughs> but also, you know, the, the downsides help you grow a little bit stronger. Right, right. There's just lots of financial downsides, but you're trying to be an artist and you know, when you're young, you're trying to be idealistic and you're like, I'm not going to take these jobs. Right. I just want to be an artist. I'm like, well, I guess you're eating ramen forever. So, <laughs> but yeah, so, but it was fun. And the people I met, they're awesome people and they helped me become the person that I am today. Yeah. But anyways, getting back to how I started mm-hmm. uh, at the warehouse that I was at in Oakland, I think they called it Abco at the time. And they were starting a gallery space within that warehouse. And it was just like the guys, not just guys, but guys and girls that put together that gallery was like inviting their friends to do a show. And at that point I hadn't done anything. Hmm. So there was like, you're here, you do stuff, you're creative, right? Do something. And then I just was like, well, I'm kind of tired of doing two dimensional stuff. Let me just try this 3d thing. Mm-hmm. And it was my first thing I did for it was literally paper mache because that was the only thing I knew about sculpting Wow! up until that point because I never even explored it right. before that. So I was like, let's do paper mache. That was something you learned like in elementary school, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I had. That's cool. Yeah, and it was fun. And I showed like it was it's kind of similar to the way I do things now. It was still like a, a wall piece and it was still sort of like that. Um, what do you call it? Shadow box type. Right like frame situation, a little 
you know, a little bit more coarse and like, you know, raw. <laughs> less refined. Looking. Yes, less refined. Um, no clay involved, just straight paper mache wow. and paint. Do you but still have it? I don't. I mean, that thing died so long ago. And I'm, <laughs> I remember it looking in my mind and I'm like, mm, yes, it just <laughs> needs to stay in my memory and nobody else. <laughs> you know. Yeah, everybody. I mean, when you're starting, <laughs> it's like you got to learn somehow. Yeah, exactly. But that kind of just started that that itch and then eventually I super got into it and then I wound up having to move back to LA because it was just it was like dot com crash all of that stuff happened up there oh right yeah and then at that point I was also doing some you know computer graphics jobs but you know there were just sort of like all these startups that were you know run by young people and so they were just spending money like crazy and like right. I remember the last job that I had do ad stuff for this company, they were super cool. Everybody was young, but they were spending money like crazy. Like a chair would be like $500. They took us all to like a Christmas holiday and it was like, what? And that's, <laughs> and you know, and then of course everybody, it went down. Right. And it's like no job. And then I worked at Rasputin's for a while, but that's just minimum wage. Right. And so it was like, well, I guess it's time to come home because I have no money, can't pay rent. So, and wound up coming back home and then i met an artist here i don't know you remember travis 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 morley do you remember him yeah, he's the cannibal flower yeah i i can't yeah. place him i know the name though because he was one of the first people sculpty, dark we were, sculpty guys and yeah. we were showing with i mean i know that god i can't oh that's okay cool yeah i haven't heard that name in ages i haven't said that name in ages so it's just like <laughs> as i'm remembering things i'm like Hey, Travis, hope you're okay. But like, um, yeah, so I met him and he was into that stuff. So obviously I'm just starting out sculpting a little bit more. And he's like, hey, let me show you my friends from Cannibal Flower. And that's when I, you know, they invited me to do a show with them. And that's kind of when I started like early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. And that time, I don't remember the exact year anymore. Right, but. Yeah. 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 I, I, so many of us got our start at Cannibal Flower. It's amazing. I know. They're Awesome. They're still awesome. They're awesome. Forever, I know. So, I yeah. know. I know. They're, they should do, you know what they should do? They should, cause I haven't shown, you know, it's Cannibal Flower is like a, like a stepping stone gallery in a way. Cause it's yes. sort of to help launch new artists that don't mm -hmm. have experience. They're inclusive. Yeah. 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 It's like, it, it's, it, which is amazing. Yes. Um, but they should do a reunion show. I am so into that. Wouldn't that All be they cool? have to do is say the word, and yes, it would be amazing. Because like me, you, Luke Chu, Nathan yes, Cartwright, Luke Chu, I yes. mean, everybody. All the peeps. Shepard Fairey showed there, yes. I believe. I mean, all kinds of amazing artists came out of there. It would be a great show. Yeah, I mean, I just think back and I just feel so lucky to have been even a part of that. Even like oh, around, yeah. like being around the people that are like super big now, but like I just don't. I'm just like wow. I'm just so lucky, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah. I, I remember when I first found out about it. Some I was working at Rick Baker's, and this guy told this guy Kevin Wozner, who's like a big uh, FX guy now. He does he does the he's like the I think he's the on set guy for Walking Dead, who does all the makeups oh. on set. And he goes, yeah, man. There's this there's this monthly art. It's like an art party called Cannibal Flower, and you, yeah. you got to do it. And and I he told me like probably for nine months or a year, and I I was oh. just kind of like 
Yeah, I don't know because it sounded <laughs> like I thought it was like a party at someone's house. You oh, mean, right. But it's actually, you know, it was a really cool an actual gallery great, thing. Yeah, it was a great, a great scene. So it took me a while right. to get there, but then when I got there, I was like, "This is so amazing!" It was so exciting to be part of that. It was like the totally. you could tell it was the beginning of something yes. big and vital, and all the artists were cool, and there was amazing artwork like everywhere. It was exactly you know people that most of the people I know now in the art scene are. I met at Cannibal Flower. Yes, you know. exactly. Uh, Alice, oh, I would love that. I, I Bring know. it up, Chad. I'm sure if you brought it up, somebody would be like, yes. Yeah, it seems crazy not to. Um, like an alumni show. That would be so awesome. It was LC and what was yes. Michelle Waterman? Yes. Right? Anyway, yeah. So you started developing your sculptural skill at that point. You decided yes. you want to be a sculptor and... and how yeah, did that I mean, come about. I mean, from that first sculpture, you were hooked, or what? Yeah, from that first sculpture, I was hooked, and now I was doing more just the same thing. What do you call that? I just said it. What was that? Uh, paper mache. Paper mache. So yeah. I, I continued with it, but then I was like, mm, this is not very strong. It's right. sort of like you don't have tons of control. So then I just started to like, and also meeting Travis, he was already sculpting. So he oh, gave okay. me some advice on materials to use. And that's when I started to, you know, explore a little bit more because I didn't know what was up. Right. And then I just needed some guidance. And after that, I was able to go, okay, and explore a little bit more on my own. And that's when it just, because first it was like super sculpty. That was mm -hmm. the thing back then. Yep. And that's what I used a lot, you know, with armature and all that stuff. And that's where it started. And eventually I just started doing my own, like, just finding out about different materials from other friends that sculpted. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And I was just hooked on sculpting. And as I got a little bit more refined, you know, I was able to interpret my, you know, visions in my mind a little bit better. And so you just get even more hooked and you could tell stories right. with it. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's not even a story. Sometimes like, I'm looking at the popcorn on the ceiling and I see this like shape or something and I'm like, totally, that triggers right? something. It could be anything, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I do that too. Like I'll see yeah. a face in a, in a, in the wood grain or something. Yes, like, exactly. Oh, that gives me a cool idea. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I like that because it's like, you're really kind of, uh, I like doing it that way because it's like, you're following this muse in a way you're, yes. you're following the art rather than like, Trying, trying to, to make it happen. Yeah, trying to push your, your own ego or whatever onto the yes. It's more like yours. Okay, I'm here. Tell me what to do, sort of thing. You're the medium. Yeah. Or something awesome. else. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. I mean, I've definitely done the push thing too, because like sometimes oh, yeah, you just you get to. stuck and yeah. then people are like, well, you have the show now. You already agreed to oh, do yeah. it. So you better figure it out. That's part of being a professional, yeah. is you have to make it happen when you don't want to make it happen. Yes. You know? Yeah, so it gets a little tough then, but you know that's part of life, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's part of you know it's part of what you sign up for when you you're going to be an artist. It's you know you can't <laughs> you can't wait around for the inspiration. That's for damn sure. Exactly. Um, wow. Okay. So you, let me see. You started showing at Cannibal Flower. Did you start showing mm -hmm. at other galleries after that, or? Um, oh, they were small. I know that I've done like like a, either like one-offs or two-off showings that like I remember it was like there was Nucleus Gallery. Oh yeah, I showed like, a Nucleus. Yeah, also. you showed a Nucleus and then there was like gallery, was it called 1988? Yeah, 1988. Yeah, I showed there before too. Um, 
I'm sure there are other the galleries. Hive. Did you sh- show it the, the Hive? Of course at yeah. the Hive. How can I forget the Hive? Like that was the next big thing with Nathan and everything. Yeah. And like he's amazing and he was super inclusive as well. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. I'm, awesome. I'm gonna have him on the show too. He's, <gasps> Great. He's yeah. He's so he's cool. Super cool. Yeah. But yeah, and then later on down the line, like around 2008, 2007, 2008, I was invited to do some shows at a gallery called Strict Nine Gallery. Yeah, same thing. You did too. I, I yes, had two yes, shows yes. in Europe with stuff. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had one in Berlin and one in yes, London. London. Yep. Yes. So probably the same ones where I had a couple of pieces here and there right. with them. Yeah, that was an amazing experience. Plus, you know, that was a good excuse to like, well, I have no money, but I'm showing out there, so I better show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah good exactly. Good to travel. Yeah. Yep. I remember um, char- charging, putting shipping and a plane ticket on my charge card and getting so in debt. Oh, from my that. God. Yeah. It was so was worth like, it, though. It really was worth it. I mean, the experience is totally worth it. I, pay, I was like paying for that forever. Yeah. It was on my card as well. So Yeah. I'm probably still yeah. paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. It, it was worth it, though. It was. Yeah. Super it was worth it. Amazing. That that keeps coming up on here. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but that does no keep coming up. Um, Cannibal Flower keeps coming up, and Strychnine yes. actually. Yes, there's, uh, there's a few artists like that have been, you know, on here that totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was super inclusive as well, and yeah, just like yeah. excited. And I was like, I'm excited. You wanted to show my stuff somewhere not here, right? Sweet, I'm down for it. Did yeah. she come and uh, visit you? What when she asked I you? Because she, she she came to my house and like. It was like a proper meeting. I want to show you my oh gallery. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> yeah. your kids are so she would visit you, but no, she was here. And when she was here for things, she did call me and was like, "Hey, you want to meet up?" And we did meet up. I forget what it was. It was a music festival, mm. and I forget. It was like I like at that music festival. Oh, you saw who's this? I'm terrible with names. Oh, it's a famous you. person. His <laughs> wife is Sharon. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. And his oh, wife right. just saw him in passing, you know, walking by. I was like, where am I? This is cool. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but, you know, we, we, she met us at um, there and we hung out and it was fun. She was a super cool lady, you know, yeah. and we kind of just lost touch. So I hope she's doing well. Yeah. Yasha. But, yeah. Yasha Young. We're Yasha. Talking yes. About. Yeah. Yes. I get, things went sour at the gallery at the end from what, you know, a lot of yeah. weird stuff happened. <laughs> but I have to say um, that place they have their little mark in history in the art scene, regardless Definitely. of how it ended. Um, mm-hmm. They, th- it comes up, like I said, once in a while. And it's like, you know, it was cool. Yeah. It was, it was a nice it was cool at that period. time. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Yeah. I still, I, they still have one of my paintings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Which I means think I still I'm never getting some... it back. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember at this point. I'm like, well, you know what, if I don't remember, then I guess it's fine. It's, it's part of the experience for me. Like maybe that was the price. You yeah. Know? Like, right. <laughs> I don't really have like negative feelings. I remember the good stuff. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. There was, there was way more good than bad for sure. Yeah, for me okay. too. Um, yeah. And I got a lot of collectors out of it from the, from Europe. Oh yeah. I know? bet. Yeah. That's awesome. That's how I met Erwin. I don't know if you know, Erwin Chofin. He's like a big collector from Austria. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I mean, yes, that's, yes, yes. he bought his first piece for me through Strychnine, and I've known Super. him forever. Nice. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Yeah. Have you seen his jewelry he's making? What? He's making jewelry? Got a no. Bone skull. Oh, well, check it out. Carved, carved bones, carved bone jewelry that looks like that's amazing true. skulls. It's really cool. <gasps> I forget. He he named it some weird name, so I can't remember the name. I had him I had him on the podcast and inter- interviewed him about it. But oh, anyway, okay. anyway, so back to you. 
sculpting, <laughs> Cannibal Flower. He started showing in other galleries. When did do you remember sh- when he started showing at uh, Copro? Because they they've been a big yes. Copro right? was very soon after some shows at. Obviously, I didn't mean to forget them because they are still in my life and yeah, amazing, exactly. and I love them. Yes, but it was very soon after showing at Cannibal Flower, like. Gary had come by and I guess he had seen some of my work and he invited me to show. And I was just like, I'm moving on up in the world. Like keep getting these shows and like these amazing galleries. And I just felt really good. And like, obviously I have a warm spot for Copro as well. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're, they're my, my home base gallery. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. They're great. Um, so, okay. What about, are you, what, what are you, sculpting in is it like a, a secret or no, <laughs> one time I, I asked remember you at one, one time point, I asked I you about your frames and you were like uh I'm like how did you do that frame you're like mm, it's kind of a secret <laughs> the reason why I said it I remember that conversation because I was like I bet I came off like super like mm, shishi boo boo no, you know no, like no, but it didn't. wasn't supposed to be that it was more like I'm not using the finest of materials. Oh, and, you know, okay. it was one of those embarrassing things. Like, oh, I don't know. I used I a piece of garbage. Like, I thought it was like, she has some amazing secret <laughs> technique for making these Unicorn frames. bones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. So, No, I mean, I'm super open about it these days. I think I was just, you know, still like young in the art scene. And I was just like, I'm not using the finest materials. I don't want to share right. like what that I makes sense. was that makes using, sense. you know. I didn't now get, it doesn't I didn't, matter. Yeah, I yeah. didn't catch like a, a snobby, a snobby <laughs> okay. thing from you at all. I, I thought it was because it was like, you know, you developed this thing. This oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would share if I developed something awesome. I'd be like, I made this. Feel free to use it. <laughs> but like, no, I mean, the base, I still um, do the same stuff. I started out using foam core as a base base. Oh, wow. Foam core. Yeah. Foam core, and then I would use clay on top of it, and it would be like it used to be. It's dime. It used to be first. It was paper clay, and then All it right. became diamond paper clay that was came from Japan. But then I tried I'm paper sad clay, to, but it was too hard to work with. Oh I, really? Yeah, I guess I maybe I don't know how to use it. I think it's just you just have to get used to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like yeah. I'm sure if you got used to it, you'd be able to do super amazing things. I've with done it, little things, but. You know, it's yeah, there's anyway. not a lot of work time with it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But um the diamond paper clay I found was much harder. You could sand it and do a little bit more details and I found that. But then when the tsunamis hit, I guess the factory was destroyed. Oh, what a bummer. That's what I kinda of found out because it's just like I couldn't order it anymore and I kinda of looked into it and I was like, Oh, super sad. And I haven't looked into it again, but right. um yeah, diamond paper clay on top of that. And whatever else you need. Sometimes you need some armature wire, depending on what you're building on top of it. Sometimes you need some thin metal plates. Sometimes mm. it's wood. Right. So it's just a, a combination of things. The backing of newer pieces, obviously, is a piece of wood. Because if you're hanging it on a foam board, that thing is going to fall yeah, right, right. off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it would be like a wood base. And then, like, because it's so easy to, like form and mold a piece of foam board if you just slice it the right, right way. Yeah, Almost yeah. like doing like weird origami type yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. it's like pattern making in clothes yes. in a way, you know? That's probably why I love it. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> so so you're using, totally. are you still using the the paper clay or are you using a, a I still use I'm I'm well now I'm gonna have to find because I was using diamond paper clay for many years and not paper clay anymore just mm-hmm. because uh, it's stronger and I guess it's a better product. Mm. But anyways, but that doesn't exist. So it's paper clay. And then like I also use um, 
epoxy clays. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I kind of yeah. was thinking. Maybe yes, yes. That stuff definitely. is that stuff is like strong and good. Yeah, strong and good. Again, difficult to work with. I because yeah, <laughs> I've done a few things. It starts off like chewing old chewing gum, kind of, <laughs> yes. and then there's like a sweet spot in there after it yes. dries a little warms bit. up or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. it's like it start you 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 rough. From my understanding, you rough it out. And then this is how I did it anyway. And then I let it, then you kind of, you can smooth it with, uh, yeah, water or there's this other stuff called, the hell is it called? Uh, what's it called? Do you, do you don't know about this? It's, I only use water. If there's something better, I would like to know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, safety solve. It's from, it's from, uh, a, A epoxy sculpt is the, the company that makes, they make. A, the epoxy clays they have mm-hmm. the different colors too and oh. uh because magic sculpt i think is only yes gr- is magic sculpt is kind yeah. of yeah there's like two as far as i know there's two companies there's um epoxy sculpt and mm-hmm. magic sculpt and epoxy sculpt has like all these different colors which right right right. is that the aves is that the yeah, same aves, as aves, aves. Yeah, okay, sorry, okay that's the company aves okay great but they have this stuff called safety solve which is oh. like i think it's I can't figure out what the chemical is, maybe witch hazel mm-hmm. or something, but um, it, it's, it's, you know, it's made to kind of clean your hands, the epoxy putty from your fingers, oh my but God, you can I need also smooth that. it. It's better yes. than water because it's slightly oily. It really works well. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm sure. that now. <laughs> they have like a, a, another really cool thing, which is like a, a glaze, like an epoxy glaze that you don't have to mix with anything and you could paint it on. It's like slip like clay slip but it's this that's so cool yeah so check it out because I, I did one I thing for, i did one thing for the hive this little head that yeah. i lost i don't know where it is now but it was okay but um um yeah it, like i had kind of a, a sculpture that was a little rough and then i painted that stuff all yeah. over it and just kind of like smoothed it, smoothed out. it all out it was amazing <gasps> what? okay <laughs> i have to do this yes, nice thank yes. you I, what i like about that stuff i don't like the sanding aspect excuse me so much but i do like you let it cure a bit and then you can mm-hmm. press detail into it do you ever oh. do you ever do it like that i have well because you can also sculpt pressed. it and then smooth it but if you wait like mm-hmm. two hours in or something yeah you can, you can like make pores and and wrinkles by like pressing it in two hours in something you can or still an, do- maybe an hour I, I haven't used it in so long but it's like yeah you know um it's really you can get really amazing detail because everything's rounded off. Right. You don't you don't do any carving at that point. You just do like a, mm-hmm. a, a wire tool, yeah, or a spatula kind of thing, and you mm-hmm. can just put these really cool uh, lines Super in. Cool. I mean, I'll need to play around a little bit yeah. now. Yay! Yeah. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Sweet. Sure. You learn stuff every day, forever. You can oh, never, yeah. you know. I'm still uh, learning stuff all the time. Oh yeah, I love learning about you stuff. <clears throat> That's why. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> That's why art is so fun because it's so difficult and there's so much to learn. Exactly. That's why it still holds my interest. Super. I know. Now I'm just like talking about it is making me like, mm. <laughs> my brain is going off. I'm just going to like totally glaze. I'm like, what am I thinking of? It's like, hello, snap it out. Snap out of it. <laughs> I'm totally thinking about stuff now, like pieces. Like, what can I do? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, that's after the interview. So. Yes, yes. Um, you know who does, uses magic? Uh, magic sculpt really well is Jim McKenzie. You know Jim McKenzie. Yes, he does Pumpkin, all his stuff. Crab. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and all the other things. That yeah, he does, yeah, yes, he yes. does. He does magic Super sculpt, cool. and um, 
He does a lot of sanding. Is and that sanding. all he uses? Because I was like, it looks yeah. crazily immaculate. He uses, he, <laughs> so I think good. that's all. I asked him before and he said that's all. He, we actually interviewed wow. him on the podcast and um, he does a lot of sanding. But you can do like yeah. layers too. Like you could yeah. get your yeah. rough form and then right. you can do a detail layer and then let it set up. And there's a lot of sense. stuff. Yeah. Makes me want to yeah. try it now. I know. Because <laughs> it looks like he... I don't know what it looks like. It looks like professional production. You know what I mean? Right, like he's got yeah, some machines going because everything's so smooth and like I know, symmetrical. I'm I like, know, oh. I know. And it's yeah. like the way I work because I come from that effects background is yeah, oil-based clays that never dry out and they have right. the perfect working properties. So so sculpting yes. is like kind of ideal, but then you have to do the molding right. and the casting, which mm-hmm. is always a pain in the ass. It's nice to have an original, <laughs> one original piece and it's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for a person that does only original pieces, only because I'm not, I don't really know much about casting and stuff. I want to learn about that, right. all about that stuff. Because I hear about it and I watch videos. I'm like, I'm gonna do this, and you know, <laughs> time flies away from you, and you're like, I haven't done it. So it's yeah, it's expensive, expensive, and it's time yes. consuming. Is the only yes, and sure. if, and if you mess up, which you inevitably will, yes. then you waste a bunch of money. But it is really fun once you get into molding and casting. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever uh, decide, let me know, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll hook you up with all the cool. Yes, let places. me know the things. Because where do you, are you living in? L, you're living in L.A. area. I'm living out in near Santa Monica area. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. like every, everything is in North Hollywood. There's all these places that have just molding Ooh. and plastics and resins and everything you need. Sounds like I have not enough money for it, but I'm going to just go for it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see. You know, the cool thing about doing having malls is you can do multiples. That's what I'm saying. Like, know? even if it's a limited run, which I wouldn't make a million or anything, but like, even if I could just make five right. and not have to sculpt them all myself, yeah. you know, and you could do, and then you can make it more affordable a little bit, you know, because you're yeah. not, yeah, exactly. You do it more affordable, and then you could also do, um, which what I do is like weird one-off casts with weird yeah. colors and you can Ooh, paint yes, differently yes. and i've totally. been doing all my stuff has been glow in the dark now lately which is so much fun you can what? yeah you can mix this glow in the dark powder and with the oh, resin super it cool. makes like little plastic resin toys like we used to have when we were kids it's amazing what? super cool <laughs> now my brain is like you see my eyes like looking off to the distance like hmm. i shouldn't have brought it up <laughs> <laughs> focus, focus yeah yeah no Wow. Okay. So, um, have you, did you have a solo show at Copro? I don't remember. I did. It was many years ago now. And I actually don't remember the year I'm like envisioning it in my mind. Like I did, I was there. I had, I had the, (laughs) was it the smaller room? The smaller room in Mm. the back. Yes. That was, I don't remember what year it was, but it was, it's been many years at this point. Yeah. You need to have another solo show. No. Oh yeah. I mean, mean, it sounds like you're busy with, with, the new job I'm busy, but that. I mean, if somebody offered me it, I would definitely put some time aside to like <laughs> fill that out. That was one thing. I mean, I had a solo show and it was a great opportunity. I feel like personally, I didn't do as much as I could have for that because of time constraints. But right. I feel like now I'm in, in a more focused space mm. where I'd be able to do a little bit better, I feel like, and use up a space. I know better. Gary and Erica love you there, so I bet you could probably. I love them. <laughs> That's you could all probably I have to sing say. something there. Oh, that would um, be sweet. So, your characters that you sculpt are super cool. Oh God, that that spider you did for one of the oh, conjoined shows is just like really 
masterful. It was so, Thank it was like you. one of my favorite pieces from the show. It's so beautiful. Yeah, that so. one is Among Flowers. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a spider guy and he has flowers all over him. And it's just sort of like, it's, a, it's not a very deep concept. It's more like, you know, people kind of like hiding, not really hiding, but you're, it's, it's sort of like the inside versus the outside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he looks beautiful on the outside, right. but he's a spider. But <laughs> I mean, unless you think spiders are beautiful, which they are. Right, right. No, no. It's just, a spider yeah. is a grapey, uh, a grapey, a great creepy, <laughs> a great creepy uh, symbol. You know, yes. whether you, I love spiders, but yes. they are as creepy as hell for They're sure. Creepy. There's no yes. question about it. I mean, that's yes. kind of the whole thing with my artwork as well. It's like they're yeah. ugly. But there's like a kind of usually but not they're always, beautiful, yeah. Kind of beautiful and, and like there's like a sad, yeah, sensitive sensitivity about them. So it's the same right. kind of idea where where it's, you're juxtaposing that. Um, yes. So you, you do. I mean, all all of your work is like fantasy type characters. I mean, I haven't seen you do like actual like traditional type. That's not Have interesting you? to me personally for me to create just because like I live in reality. Right, exactly. So there's no I feel you know, this, I believe would, me, I feel yeah. you. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm already here and I live it every day. And I appreciate people who have the skills and like if that's what they want to do, I think it's also beautiful, but it's just not something that I right. do. And it's sort of like these pieces that I make are like a snapshot into my weird world that it's in my mind that I wish kind of exists, you right. know? Like, can I come into this fantasy world? So, I mean, it's, it, it kind of like goes, it, it goes hand in hand with my interests. Like I love fantasy movies, anything that takes me out of the reality. Mm-hmm. Not that my reality sucks or anything. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. It's you fun. Know? It's normal, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but like I love fantasy stuff. Oops, sorry. I'm like putting, but, um, no problem. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I, my, I, like I, as, uh, with the, maybe more figurative traditional painters. I am huge fans of theirs. I love their work, yes. but for me, that's, that's only part of the process. I enjoy the, the you know, right. I like creating but like the building you're talking about with the, the costuming. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, I like the labor part of it. You know, yes. it's fun, but coming up with an idea of something that has never been seen before is the right. most exciting thing to yes. me. Right. Yes. And I can't imagine that step of the process, not being part of it. You know right. what I mean? I mean, technically oh. a portrait, a traditional portrait or a bowl of fruit <laughs> is, you know, it's, it is something that's new because you can pose it any way you want, right. but, but, it, but on a deeper level, yes. you know, we're all about the, the weirdness and the, you know, I love the weirdness. I mean, that's the part, I mean, it's, it's like the different people. Some people are into the weirdness, some people are not. Right. And so we're into the weirdness. Of course we want to like express that. Right. Yeah. And so it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. We're, we're a certain type of artist. That's mm-hmm. all there is to it. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. And you know, your stuff, what's interesting is that you are, I, you, to me, you're like a dark artist. I don't know if you consider yourself that. What the hell was that? Oh God. My grandkids <laughs> just came home. <laughs> or just my grandkids came over and I, just heard someone go, what the fuck? So I don't know if the dog jumped on one of them or something. Anyway, sorry. It's okay. Um, Because, uh, you know, your stuff, it's like the, you've got, I don't know. To me, it's got that dark art vibe. I, I've never talked to you about if you consider mm-hmm. yourself 
kind of a dark artist or not because it's your stuff is also kind of whimsical and yes. cute and fun it's a combination of all of those things because i enjoy all of those things together sometimes mm. separately right so it just it yeah i mean i do consider myself a dark artist when i compare it to art that isn't i'm like oh okay because sometimes okay. i'm like i think this is adorable and they're just like that looks kind of scary <laughs> yeah, right i'm like oh okay so <laughs> exactly i mean different perspectives like the I spider suppose. is a good example yeah you know, it's like like i don't think he's scary but some people are like he's like i like the parts where you put the beads but he looks a little creepy i'm like okay well you know <laughs> you can have whatever opinion you want about it and that's great too <laughs> right right yeah 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 so it's uh i i, I just love your take on it because so many of the um i like the i don't know it's another element that dark art can be like it doesn't have to be serious yeah. it doesn't have to be uh super depressing or anything it, it, it can be you <laughs> know that's be, just yeah. one aspect of it but um it can also be fun and yeah you know whimsical i hate that word but it's kind of true i know i i mean that's the word that describes it. yes <laughs> yeah i mean i just kind of go for it sometimes i feel like it's a little bit more serious but people look at it and they see it differently i'm like that's kind of cool that you see it totally differently right. than the way i do and i'm super open to whatever interpretation even if you don't like it you know like right. whatever but yeah I, yeah i feel like that um even, I mean, that's, I guess that could be said with just traditional artwork as well. Mm -hmm. But I think for people like us who do stuff completely from within, like weird stuff, the, the interpretations you get are part of the, the process of, of yeah. being, of showing your art. It's like, I feel like, uh, you know, some artists I've, I've heard artists that like, Oh, I don't, mm -hmm. I just do it for myself and I don't like to show the work. But for me, part of the process of being an artist is sharing the artwork and then seeing how people, how they, what they see in it, what the message right. is to them. Right. That's so interesting to me to, to hear, is. you know, that's, that's why yeah. I'm not even that concerned with telling people what the, what yeah. the art means. It's like, I want to hear what they think the art exactly. means, you know? I kind of hate it when people ask me, Mm -hmm. I mean, they can ask me, obviously, it's, you know, it's something that people are interested in, like, why did you create this piece? What does it mean? I'm like, sometimes it doesn't really mean anything. Sometimes right. it's literally what I saw in my mind. And it's literally a snapshot of my weird world at that moment in right. time. And that visual is stuck in my mind. I'm like, I need to bring it out. You yeah. need to see it. And if you see a story in it, awesome. Yeah. But, and if you don't, awesome, too. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, in a way, it's, it's more... Um, it's more of a pure expression when you don't mm -hmm. have an agenda to push. Right, it's right, like, right. cause that's the way, you know, children create that's, yeah. you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's an impulse. It's like right. a creative impulse and you don't question it and totally. you just, you just follow it. And it's you like, it. yeah. And it's like this weird kind of faith and trust and mm -hmm. relationship you have with the art piece in a way, right? you know? And even then it changes. Like I right. can have a visual and as I'm doing it, I'm like, mm, things are changing as oh, I'm yeah. going for it. And I'm like, you tell me what you want, peace. Because sometimes <laughs> it's just not doing the thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is what you are now. Right, right. And so, yeah. That's and it's awesome. so funny that you bring up childlike. I'm sorry. No, but no, like God. the childlike thing, like I'm such a big kid. Like mm -hmm. I watch baby shows. I watch cartoons for babies <laughs> because somehow it appeals to me. Like they don't even say words. They're just like beep, boop, boop. And I'm just still like watching it. Like, wow, this is fascinating. Like, I'm a big giant baby. I'm not even a big child, a big baby at heart. So 
But yeah, that's definitely great. an impulse thing, like yeah. a lot of the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what I was going to ask you about next is your sort of process. It sounds like it sounds like you're very similar to the way I create, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, try not to get in the way of the thing and just right. see what comes out and what makes you what idea or a sketch or whatever or yeah. a doodle makes you go, oh, I want to make this. And that's exactly. pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty much the way I do things. Cause you know, even if someone invites me to do a show and they're like, this is the theme and I'm like, yeah, I'm into this theme. And sometimes you just try to force that theme and you're like, I know. Oh. And it's difficult because, that's because I, of our process, like this is like, yeah. normally it just happens when it happens. So that's what I don't like about theme shows as much as I like to look at theme shows. Yes. Yes. I, it's, totally. it's, it's, yeah, and it, sometimes it can be fun, but it's, yeah. uh, it's always weird to to be doing something that isn't like something you wouldn't normally be doing anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Unless it's a theme that totally fits right, exactly. in my wheelhouse. And I was like, okay, sweet. You're talking about skulls. Yeah. I could do something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like something like that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so are you, are you, uh, you, are you selling your stuff actively still right now? I'm not, I mean, I've kind of stopped I mean, I, if I show in a gallery, it's usually up for sale, but I don't actively pursue sales. Like I kind of, at this point, after trying for many years to like, maybe I could do this and live off of, mm-hmm. you know, I just decided I'd rather, I would enjoy it more if I just did it. And if somebody loves it enough to give it a home and purchase it, then it'll right. happen. Right. Take that pressure so, off having to earn. Exactly. Cause I can't, I mean, I just feel like you can't make enough. Yeah. yeah. At least not. I enjoy having a roof over my head like regularly <laughs> <laughs> and like not worrying about, oh, no, I'm going to pay these bills. And it's it's right. it's also a part of getting older, because when I was younger, I was like, I can do this. Right. I can make it happen. And it was like, oh, but now I have these creature comforts that I like. And then so and it also makes me enjoy creating a piece more because right. there is no pressure. It's like I do it. I love it. And, it, you know, if nobody purchases it, it's on my wall. Right. You might see some of it. There, right. Yeah. And that's my storage. Um, yeah. But, you know, no, I, yeah. get, I get that. It's, it's, you know, it's a, um, I always say this, not that anyone can see what I'm saying, but I always, I thought that, <laughs> you know, when I first left the, cause I had a great job that was pretty fun, right. well paying and everything and effects. And I thought it would be like, this would be the old job and, creating your own art, making your own art for a living right. this much better. It turns yeah. out it's like about like that much better. <laughs> it is better. But it's better. It it's is better. better, but yes. there's so much other difficulty that right. it takes, it does take some of the fun out of creating because it's like, you know, there's pressure you and you to, always right. have to sell and you always mm-hmm. have to market. So, right. you know, it's, there's never, there's just not one easy answer to, you know, right. being an artist. It's you're going to, you're going to, yeah. um, you're going to compromise one way or the other, whether it's right. having a day job or whether it's killing right. yourself, creating enough work <laughs> and stuff, which is the road I've taken. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I mean, you also probably have the brain to do the marketing and stuff. Like I don't really have that. I don't, I can't focus on that side because when I'm creating, I can't, and, but you have to do all know, of it. I know. Yeah. It's hard. And I can't and do all of it. It's yeah. difficult. And I have to say, yes. I, um, I didn't have the brain for it either, but I, 
made myself learn how to do it. <laughs> yes. Because it was out of necessity, you know? Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it is doable. It's just a real huge pain in the ass. <laughs> right. I mean, and it just says something that you're doing it because I just know that it has to be so hard. I'm like, I tried a little bit and it was too hard for me. And I'm people who are doing it. <laughs> I super appreciate you. And I like, I'm like, wow. Yeah, you're, I, I was, I, you know, I usually do a little research on the guests and there's not a lot of stuff on the nope. net about nope. you. I was like, yeah, where's all, she's amazing. She's one of the, oh. you know, you're one of the top people showing in our scene. And it's like, where's all the press? <laughs> That's exactly. Where's all the press? <laughs> this is me not doing it. Cause I just don't have that. You know, it's like, right. I wouldn't need to have a manager or something and really? I don't have, I don't have funds or like anybody that's willing to just take all, you know, take all the time to do it. So, I mean, I still do it for fun and I appreciate that people like, and if people like whatever I'm creating, that's good enough for me at this point, you know? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're, you know, uh, enjoying yourself and happy with your life, you know, you seem like a happy person. I'm happier now. I mean, I do enjoy my new career because the old job was like push and it was like old hat and I just sat there, but it was not as stimulating. Right. So that was uh, an advertising kind of graphics. It was, it's more like just doing all the ads and booklets and things for this financial firm and all the layout and all that stuff, but it's business stuff and it's not that creative. It's like a bunch of business people shaking hands. That's the imagery, you know (laughs) what I mean? Briefcases and like dollar signs. Yeah. I remember doing some, I was just asking about the advertising aspect because I remember doing in the nineties, I got this little side gig working for the company that made Kahlua. Oh, okay. And they, and basically they had these, this pretty crazy story I've never told. Uh, they would have me make these miniature, it was before Photoshop, I think, before it was okay. really widely in use or before right. it was, before they were using 3D models for things. Right. So they had these models of pre-Columbian statues, like ancient pre-Columbian art of these mm-hmm. clay sculptures. They wanted them this big for the ad so that it could be oh. sliding down the Kahlua bottle. So they wanted it like half size, <laughs> but there wasn't the technology to just like scan it, shrink it, right. or make a 3D model. Apparently that I don't know, maybe there was at the time, but so I, I had this job. It was a great, it was a really great job. Every once in a while they'd say, Hey, can you make a pre-Columbian figure? And I would do them <laughs> out of Sculpey yeah. and paint them really well. And they look just like the, the big ones. And, um, wow. I just remember working in that industry. There was so much money they had in advertising. They had so much money. Like I remember one time, uh, they asked me to do a, a figure overnight and I was working on what? swamp thing yeah. in Florida oh. at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we really need this overnight. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to charge them $5,000. And they'll probably right. say no. And they're like, okay. So I just stay what? up all night and got paid five grand. You should have said this. 10. I know. <laughs> totally. And I was just like, I, that's crazy. And I, I just remember all the money they were throwing, going to their offices. It was just so like, you could just smell the money there. And it's like, but, I understand why people get into advertising now. Yeah. I mean, you know? when I was doing I'm it, sure I guess it's like a little things. bit later. Yeah. Financial it was just, but the same. yeah. I mean, when I was doing advertising, I think I got into graphics just because people were like, this is great. It's the next thing. But everybody and their mom's dog was doing graphics around that time. Like everyone was studying it. So then when you did come out of school or whatever, it was just kind of saturated anyways. We were still making a lot of money for kids. 
because it was still the right. dot com thing up. No, you know, right. But that's that's no, I guess that's why I originally thought of it because you were talking yes. about doing it during the the whole dot com era and yeah. throwing money around, which is what made me think of that. So right. yeah, that must have been kind of crazy. It was crazy. Like I, there was a time where I made rent in one day, and it was awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you give money to young people, right. and it's like exactly. the worst. If that young person is not responsible or like they just think it's going to keep coming forever. Uh, No, it doesn't. It's gone. I didn't save that $5,000. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just one of those things. I mean, I still wasn't making top dollar up there, but it was still dollars like a lot for the late nineties or whatever at that point. Yeah. And yeah. Can you imagine if they were, if if we were being showered with money and someone was, I'm going to shower you with money, (laughs) just create whatever you want. That would be so <laughs> I'm there. Where is this place? <laughs> I, I'm sure. I mean, that's the Damien Hearst of the world yes, and these exactly. high end blue chip people that, <laughs> right. you know, must be. I'm, right. I, I worked at a, what's that guy's name? Paul. He's like a famous oh, Paul. He's like a famous, like. <laughs> blue chip guy that makes these really fucked up sculptures and movies. Uh-huh. Paul, damn. I, probably, I mean, he's famous. I probably recognize you stuff, would, but my, his name probably like there was, but I recognize his name. I don't know. You might Paul McCarthy, Paul McCarthy. Do you remember <gasps> that? <laughs> Paul McCarthy, <laughs> not Paul McCartney, Paul McCarthy, Paul McCartney. Um, I do not. I'm just okay. terrible with names. He even did, famous people. He, did, did these weird ass, really weird, um, like performance art movies oh. where like people were people with like a Pinocchio mask and a guy dressed up like a pirate or throwing <laughs> mayonnaise and mustard at each other and shoving Barbie dolls. Oh my God. Maybe I don't know. And it's really disturbing. I feel like I would remember that weirdness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <it> was- <laughs> Anyway, now I have to check it out. <laughs> he, uh, he just, you know, he, I, I was working there for a little bit because Kazu was working for him. Who, mm. you know, Kazu from Copro did the giant, uh, yes, yes, the yes, giant yes, heads, yes. the amazing yes, giant yes. heads. Amazing. He was working there. He got me hired over there for a little bit. And because yes. um, he has like a full fledged, huge effects shop for his artwork. It's so kind cool. of amazing. And um, I think he was funded by like this Russian billionaire that would basically just say, Wow. Make whatever you want, and then Where tell me how much it would cost. I know, <laughs> I know. God, uh, you have to be in that scene, I suppose. But yeah. Anyway, we're grinding it out and doing it however we can. That's just yeah. kind of the kind of the way it goes. Yeah, I feel like that's for most of us. Yeah, it's just like the world. <laughs> that's you know? like the one percent over <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly, you know? the one percent of the artists. The money showers. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> so, have you when you um? come up with a design like what did you do when you had your solo show did you did you try and have a theme or were you just do you do like just each piece is its own because i recently did a show a solo show and it Mm -hmm. was like i made every painting really relate to each other and it's it's kind of a whole different trip i feel like you naturally start to create a theme at least i do if i start Mm. if i have a whole full show it naturally becomes like a themed situation because you're like, you're going from piece to piece. So then it just, I feel like it naturally flows that way, unless you already have existing pieces that you're adding in 
you know, but if you're building it from scratch for a show, I feel like for myself, I would probably naturally make it come together. But for that, I, I feel like it all came together just that way. Because <laughs> really? I, I remember the imagery and they all look very similar. Right. Not similar, but they belong to the same family. Part of a series, you know. Yeah. Like the way that's it, what it kind of should just, be. So, I mean... I think if I had another show, that's probably the way it's going to be. I just let it flow. So I feel like it flows naturally that way for yeah. me. So you're, are you very intuitive, like in other ways in your life too? Cause it's, you're like a very intuitive artist. It sounds like as, as I am. It just, um, I feel like it, it's probably more part of my creative life. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just go with the flow with many things. Yeah, you seem pretty laid back. <laughs> I'm pretty chill. Sometimes a little bit too chill, I think, for some people. Yeah. I'm just like, whatever. Oh, I'm late. Well, I'm right. late. <laughs> you know. But that's not obviously a great thing, depending right. on what it is. Yeah, depending on what it is. It's good that you yeah. don't get if you don't get stressed out about things. That's good. I think that's like an auto like trigger in my body. Like if I get stressed, like it shuts something down. triggers, it shuts down and I'm just chill. Yeah. Like I lost something. I need it now, but it's just like, all of a sudden it's like, and like, just find it. Don't stress. Whereas in some other people might be like, Oh my yeah, God. Right, you right. Know? Yeah. I can, I can totally understand that. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, I'm still really interested in your creative process too. We didn't talk about too much. I mean, do you, do you ever do any um, sketching your designs? I do, oh, okay. but I would never show them because they're like the worst. They're like, it's That's, like little, it's like the language for me. Yeah, Like it right. could just be chicken like scratch, but I know yeah. what that is. Right. Yeah. 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 I do that with paintings. I'll yeah. do thumbnails that look like it does, you know, as long as I <laughs> it know doesn't what look it like means. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's for me. That's not the, the, the main event. And like, or sometimes I do do some sketches that are a little bit more, you know, they're a little bit more full. But most yeah. of the time, there's, it's almost like a stick figure version of what I'm going to do. Like it's doesn't right. chicken scratch, and then I know what it is. But I feel like if I do sketch it out and it's a little bit more formed, it just inevitably becomes not that thing. Like right. when yeah, I'm actually yeah. sculpting it, so I don't normally do that. So you don't so, put yeah. that much time into the drawings because it's going to change so much anyway. You don't want to yeah. commit it. Waste. Time, it usually basically. does, right? And like those drawings, like they're. They're they're there to help me get to a point. They're not really something that I keep. Right. They're not the thing. You know thing. what I mean? They're not, they're not the thing. Right. So they just go away and sometimes throw them away or whatever. But right. Yeah. Like that piece right behind you, there's with the swirly tail. That one? Yeah, the square one with the swirly tail oh, coming out that's of it. Like I a, mean is that yeah. was that designed uh from a sketch? That tail, the way it, it's hanging off and the way it's curving, or was that sort I of mean, like I may have, this was literally probably <laughs> like, I don't know how many years this is now. This is like beginnings stuff, like oh, okay. from a long time ago, but I probably cool. sketched it like just really roughly like meh, but it wouldn't be like exactly that curve. Like right. it, I feel like things like that, it comes as I'm sculpting and how it feels. Yeah. 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 As yeah. opposed to me putting it down on paper first. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like there's. Is from doing all these interviews, there's like kind of two types of artists, and most of them who've been in the show are more like us, where it's more mm -hmm. of an intuitive act. But there are, I right. know some artists that are amazing that are very technical, specific, and, yes, you know. And mm -hmm. I've I've gotten a little more like that now, yeah, just because I'm 
I've refined my technique so much right. that I know that if I do these prep things, the final it painting helps. will take less time and be kind of more fun right. because, because I know exactly the colors I'm using. Yeah. Um, if, do you have like a color scheme figured out, but when you make the piece or is it just kind of come to you during the process? Well, you know, I feel like my stuff has a specific color scheme. Like it's mostly totally. muted. Yeah. I don't use a lot of bright colors. It's just not. That's one of the things I love about it. I love your t color palette. amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Like those are the colors that I always just come back to. And it's what feels right. Sometimes I'll explore and do a little bit more. And I usually be like, mm, no. And it just comes back to my color palette that I like. And it's usually more muted, darker tones. And mm -hmm. those are the, it's almost like my comfort zone. Like if I'm in a room filled with that color, those colors, it's comfy. You know what I right. mean? It's like a little blanket. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And if you think about it, we have a similar palette because I yeah, use a lot of, yeah, we I mean, do. I've gone through periods where I've played with color and tried to do more color, right. but my natural thing is like earth tones. Yes. And yours is like yes. black and these kind of earthy colors yes. with kind of white, like creamy right. off white sort of. Mm -hmm. yep, I love yep. that. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I whenever I try to explore and do a little bit more colorful brightness, like it never lasts because you don't really see a piece of mine with that. Cause if it winds up on it, it'll get covered right. up eventually. Cause I'm just like, mm, it doesn't look like it me. Doesn't, it doesn't feel like right. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, the big thing with creating art that I think maybe people that aren't artists don't quite understand is that it's a feeling. Right. It's mm -hmm. a feeling. It's not a logical thing. It's like, you know, it's just like when you're creating something, Something doesn't feel right about it. It's done yes. when it feels right. And you keep totally. tweaking it until it feels right. And it's a right. weird, it's like, how do you even describe that? You get just the way you did, because it's funny, <laughs> like I do it, but then as you're saying it in words, I'm like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like mostly feeling as you're doing right. it, you know? And it's, it's totally. not verbal. That's the other weird yes. thing. And, and it's, so it's like when you talk about it, like, it's it just, sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> to people like, who don't do it. They're like, okay, then you feel it. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, you're one of those feely type people. I'm like, I guess I am whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, it kind of relates to the whole um, children being creative and creating. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I, kids create before they really know language even. And it's, yes. it's not about words. Right. You know, I was like, I could, I could paint something and not think of a word the whole time I'm creating. Totally. It, mm -hmm. you know? It's all weird? visual and feelings. <laughs> I never thought about it until we start talking about it. Really. I know. I'm all, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that's such a good way of putting it. Like we're children creating. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like mind blowing. Well, <laughs> like a super simple thought, but like, it's totally true. You just get into the space where you're just like, this is why I have such a hard time. Like with interviews. And I was telling you, I was nervous in the beginning because People tend to like to ask you, what does this piece mean? And then right. they're just looking at you like expecting <laughs> you to explain. I'm like, feelings? I don't know. And then it's just like, <laughs> they're like, okay, well, this is a two-minute interview then because like there's <laughs> nothing you can really say to really like let them know exactly how it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, it's like you are, we, it's like we, are, we have a language, mm -hmm. but it's not a verbal language. And that's right. kind of what the artwork is. It's like visual language yeah it's a visual language that yeah. communicates without words which right. is kind of crazy which is sort of like i guess uh music is is that way 
Yeah. I guess yeah. all all of the they, arts are really dance right. dance or whatever. Dance to me is so weird. It's because I <laughs> cannot dance at all. It's like that is just weird because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's cool. Totally. I mean, it's interesting, but it's like how do you describe dancing to an alien? You know, it's right. it's it's weird. It's it very, engages like different senses in people and it's like how do you talk about something yeah, that doesn't it's not about words. Yeah. Yeah. What's just what's so cool about artwork? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like a secret language. Yep. What a trip. And you can interpret it in any way you want. Right. And it's all right. Right. You know. Yeah. And the weird thing too is when you um when someone sees the artwork and they get the same feeling that you get from it. Mm-hmm. Oh when, yeah. When it's like weird. It's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. almost like a secret way of of communicating with people you don't know. Yeah. And it's like the people, they're almost like your people. Yes. In a way. When they really get it, when they get kind of like what exactly you're feeling, you're like, whoa. Right, right. We need to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because it's not like with, uh, uh, it's like when someone, like with, my favorite thing when someone sees the artwork, they just are like, oh, I love it. And they don't, they're not like, hmm, just like you're saying, what's that supposed to mean? It's almost yeah. like they're missing something. Mm-hmm. What, well, what, what, what are you trying to do with this? It's the people that get it. Just, they don't have to say looking, anything. Right. They don't have to ask you about it because it's just like, Oh, it's right to them too. It's just feelings. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's how I, I look at artwork. I don't like, it could be, I'm not really into like bright colors, but sometimes I'll see a piece that's all the rainbows and then I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, I love it. And right. that's all that matters. Yeah, There's yeah. something, it just, yeah, it hits you in the right spot on the inside, I guess. Yeah, and you can't yeah. predict it. Nope. It's weird. It's, it's yeah. so mysterious. The whole <laughs> art thing is so mysterious and fascinating to me. Yes. Aren't you, aren't you happy that you're a part of it? Yeah. It's super cool, it's right? Cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It's super cool, but it's so weird because we are just that way. I mean, not yep. to be self-aggrandizing, but it's No, but, but you're it's just like, born that way. Yeah, we're born this way, and we have mm-hmm. this thing that we can't really describe. Right. So but we weird. try with our artwork and that's yeah, all right. we can do. <laughs> it's totally weird. Totally weird. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, but that's, you know, we love the weirdness. So, you know. Exactly. That's, that's what, you know, when growing up, you're always like, well, at least I always was just, you're, you're used to what art is, quote unquote right. art. And then you see it in the art books and school, blah, blah, blah. And then when like I was exposed to the art that we do and the people that, you know, we know do. It was like, what is this world? And then I w- I'm lucky enough to be a part of it now. And it's a thing now. And right. more people are seeing it and accepting it as art. And right. it's amazing. It's totally amazing. It's super cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. Like uh, seeing art, you knew what art was, mm-hmm. but most of it didn't grab me like classical art like i I, i'm like a huge fan of renaissance art and classical painting now Mm -hmm. because i know what goes into it and i've learned to appreciate it just like when you're a kid you don't like the taste of beer or wine but when you grow up it's like you learn to appreciate that right something that's kind (laughs) of nasty actually tastes kind of good it's more it's like a maturing thing but but the things i was naturally drawn to it was you know when i saw frazetta for the first time i was like ah it just what? hit me in the gut or yeah. Giger or, uh, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, Beck It was new at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. When I first saw Giger, that was like a life changer for me. But even when I was a kid, I remember seeing like Dolly was mm-hmm. one that stuck out to me that right. Hieronymus Bosch. 
Yeah. You know, right, right, right. You know, it's just so different from everything else you've seen that it just like sticks in your mind. And then that's how, you know, you're like part of that. Right. You know, that other side. <laughs> yeah. It's like they've communicated the weird thing that you can't talk about yeah. and you've received the communication and understood and the communication. Like it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like an alien language. Totally. Did Were you ever into like horror stuff? It's horror funny you said, well, as a child, I was traumatized with horror movies because my dad loved watching horror movies oh, really? when I was a kid. But as a kid, you know, you're just like, I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you'll be in the middle of watching it. And it's like, mm, it's 10 p.m. You got to go to sleep now. So you're walking down the long hallway <laughs> into the dark bedroom like, oh, no, these visuals are in my mind. And like, so I was just scared. Right. But I've totally thought about it throughout the years. And like, I think it's just in my blood because like, as I'm getting older and like moving away from just the traumatic childhood memories of like, I'm just scared, you know? <laughs> also, I think I lived in a haunted house, but anyways, that's another story. Oh, yeah? So oh, that, that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, as I get older, I definitely appreciate it. And I know that I have a certain type of horror that I'm into and it's more like paranormal stuff. Yeah. Me like too. the bloody gory stuff. Same here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Same right? Here. It's yeah. super fat, like ghosts and like yeah. exorcisms and stuff. I'm like fascinated. Okay, now, now we're talking yes. my language here. Yes. <laughs> I'm so, that's, that's supernatural horror is, is it yes. for me. Um, sure. I, you know, when I was a kid, I would get scared, but I would, I think it's because I had like all this trauma in my pet when I was a kid from my family situation. Mm -hmm. I think I was like, I, I was drawn to it. As much as yeah. it scared me, it made me feel sick and scared. I still, I couldn't take my eyes off because it was like, oh, I know this feeling. This is the same feeling like that I feel when I'm, you know, right. in my bedroom and everyone's fighting in the other room yeah. and, I, and I'm alone. And so I, because of that, I, I, I became like a horror kid, right. you know? Oh, and so yeah. I, it was kind of a way I think <laughs> I dealt with that. Um, but what, what do you, do you have any like specific movies that, do you remember that totally freaked you out? Oh, um, Exorcist, obviously. Yeah, Poltergeist, yeah. all the and what is all Puppet Master? Like, even though that was gory stuff, it's still like weird puppets coming oh, yeah, to life. You know, like those little puppets are super creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Like any of those. Yeah, those were the classic. Those are the ones I remember the most that were like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super scared now. And then you rewatch it now as I'm telling you, like, oh, it's kind of funny. But anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So those were the ones that I kind of grew up with seeing and that were like super horrifying and then i just it kind of turned me off just because i was scared right turned me off for a long time and i just didn't explore it so i didn't know much uh, more until a little bit later on mm. in life and i was like i like this stuff right and the ghost thing and i think with the the house situation i think there was always a little bit of stuff inside of me that was fascinated with ghost things right Same because here. of that weirdness yeah and so we i still love it i'm always in search of a good ghost show to watch yeah. and usually they're cheesy yeah i know i know i <laughs> yeah. wish there would be a really good a ghost hunting show where actually yes. something happened that was real yeah that was real and you know i, I still try i still yeah. try give it a chance we have hope we have hope yes yes yeah we the I both houses we grew up in were haunted oh really yeah and um so it's like you know you kind yeah. of hesitate. You were hesitant about saying it. It's like, right. it's like, don't bring know. it. Don't bring it. No, back no, <laughs> no, no, no. I was more like, right. you can, you can say any of that stuff with me because I grew right. up with it as well. And it was like, uh, my, 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 uh, my mom and my sister were both like very in tune with that stuff and kind of psychic. And yeah. so 
like my mom especially was very much never afraid of when the when the haunting stuff would happen. Wow. She would always be like kind of excited about it. It was a trip. So was it like super out there type? Like you yeah. can't like miss it type stuff. Yeah, it was stuff. There was stuff in our first house that I was a baby, so I don't remember mm-hmm. it. But I the stories are. Uh, you know, lights going on and off. Oh wow! Uh, locking a door and then coming back and then finding the door open and yes. all the stuff that was stacked behind it. It was like the door kept opening, so they stacked a bunch of stuff behind it Ooh. and locked it. And c- coming back and, and then having the door be open and all the stuff moved. Crazy. Yeah. So there's uh, my my um, my sister tells me in my crib, my mo- mo- mobile thing that had like a, right. a music music yes uh, oh that's creepy already <laughs> i know it would it would turn on oh, automatically yes. <laughs> so it's like oh creepy already and then yep. <laughs> and then later in in our other house uh my sister used to see a little boy on the ceiling oh no yeah and my mom used to see this my mom and a friend who came over i believe saw this sailor and then it oh. turns out the guy who used to own the house was like a captain of a ship or a sailor oh, wow. or something. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So, but there was Super- so much weird stuff like that. It was just part of my childhood. Yeah. You know, I never Was it like very scary to you? It was kind of scary. Um, <clears throat> yeah. At night it was scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh know? yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but, but again, because of, because of my interest in the horror and the way my mom approached it, I didn't have like an innate fear of it. I was interested right. and I kind of, Right. You know, it was it was part of your life. Yeah. And it was like kind of yeah. cool. Like, oh, this is cool. Not yeah. everybody experiences this. You know. That is super cool. Your stuff was way more out there. Like my stuff, I feel like it happened mostly to me. Because yeah. I definitely my brother's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It didn't happen anything to me. And like he doesn't believe any of that stuff. Right. But I know my mom had experienced some stuff. It's just like when I lived in that house, I sleep, I like sleepwalked all the time. Oh, wow. And there was like times where my mom was like, you were trying to get out of the house, like Whoa. in the middle of the night. And I'm like, great, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I used to or, too. I used to sleepwalk oh, too yeah? a lot. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and start putting on my clothes, like oh, just wow. sleepwalking weirdness. Right, right. And like, like this might be TMI, but like wetting the bed all the time. And it was a thing that happened in that house. Because right. as soon as I moved, there wasn't any of that. Wow. Wow. So it was just like affecting me. And I'm like, great. So that didn't help my fear of things, I think. Right. And then I, I like heard a voice telling me a message at one point. And I still remember it. I mean, I know that it's decades ago at this point, And maybe memory did, is, you did, know, it's faulty. But but it, I just remember say? I was sleep. We had it was a one bedroom home. So mm-hmm. it was like my parents, me and my brother in one room, bunk beds, me and my brother. Wow. And I was like, by the way, it was raining out. And I just remember very well, like hearing high heel shoes walking towards the window. But I'm like, are they in our yard? Like, why am I hearing? And it's like coming closer and closer. It stops at the window. Oh my and it's a God. woman's voice. And she, I didn't really hear all of it, but I remember her mentioning something about February. She's like, blah, 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 February, something, something. And I'm just like, okay, don't talk to me anymore. I don't want to <laughs> did hear you, Did you hear the voice outside of the window or was it kind of like, in it your felt head like or it right was next to you? right by me, but it had to right. have been outside because I heard the. You know, it's like a weird thing. Yeah, you don't yeah, know, yeah. know where it is, I've, but it's I've there. I've had that before. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Super. It's strange. almost like it's in your head, but it also sounds outside, like right, right outside there. of your mm-hmm. head. But right. it didn't sound like outside the window. No, because it was too close. It was too clear, and right. it's raining outside. Right. But I'm assuming she's from outside because I hear high heel shoes. 
on the right. sidewalk, unlike the cement, which is in my ha- like yard. So there's, why would anybody do that? So, that is so freaky. It is freaky. That was the only, one and only time, but it's just so clear in my mind, wow, you know, like yeah. that that's happened. And I'm just like, yeah, that house was haunted. <laughs> and then my brother's like, no, because nothing ever happened to well, him. Well, you but, say, you know, you say you and your mother have experienced stuff. I, I yes. think women are definitely naturally more attuned to supernatural phenomena in yeah. general, I think. Because I was saying so, yeah. my mom and my sister, right? you know, and I was, you know, I was raised primarily by my mom and my sister. So mm-hmm. I definitely am more of like a feminine type of right. dude kind of, you know, so yeah. I think I have that sensitivity for it as well, but not yeah. like my wife does like Lisa, my, my current, oh, my mm-hmm. wife, my current wife, my only wife, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she, she fucking hears shit all the time. Oh, even now, like you live oh, in a haunted yeah. house now. Well, yeah, I don't, but I kind of feel like it's her picking up on things right. because that's that there's energy. stuff everywhere. I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's stuff in it everywhere. She hears, she predicted that that last earth big thing of earthquakes we had. She and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, she told me she's like, there's going to be a, a really big earthquake oh. around here. And I was like, okay, because she does this all the time. And I yeah. tell people, and they're like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, let me co- post it on Facebook. And she's like, no, right. no, no, because she's not interested in that any attention right. for that. And so I didn't post it. Of course, a week or two later, we have this big yeah. earthquake. Right. So it's like it was a big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and she's like, I, she's like, see, I told you. I was like, why didn't you let me post it on Facebook right. so I could approve everybody you're psychic? She's like, she, she doesn't. She's give like, a shit. I don't care. But she here, she'll hear like a voice whisper something in her ear once in a while, right. usually like um, while falling asleep. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, oh, is that creepy for her? Or she's just like, ah, this is what happens gets, to me. She gets kind of freaked out. She doesn't like. Yeah. She doesn't have the. My attitude is always like, bring it. I love it. Hers right. is kind of like she's seen so Leave much weird shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. exactly. She's seen stuff since she was a kid. Like w- crazy, crazy, scary. Yeah. Phantom. She's thing. over it. Okay. Yeah, totally <laughs> over it. She'll be every once in a while. She'll be like. Look over in the corner. Do you see that shape over there? It's oh, like dark. No. And I'm like, no. She's like, you can't see that. No. She's like, yeah. it's right there in the corner. It's kind of like a, it's got this ring around it. It's like, she, oh, wow. yeah, she's yeah. describing you like, I wish I could. Yeah. I was see like, it. I know. it's like, I want to <laughs> see, damn it, but I can't see it. Uh, but I, I, I think that, you know, don't you think that women are more naturally attuned to you that. know what it could be a thing because anytime i've watched those shows it's always the women like my husband's always like doesn't believe it right. like, it's always that story right like it's right, always the girls right. in the house and the guys like they're crazy <laughs> like so maybe there's something to that you know because i only know my own experience right. but like it seems to be the thing where like most of the time the guys are like you're insane right nothing's happening yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's always the girls that are like oh my god i think ma- so. maybe it might be because um Women are more generally more intuitive. Like you that. have to be because biologically, even you kind of have to like be able to like anticipate things, I guess. So maybe that's right. a part of that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, mm. more women tend, tend to be not to generalize, but tend to be more right, connected, right, right. connected with feelings and emotions. Yeah, it's and just true. More, yeah. su- more subtle um, things like that. And I, and I think right. that kind of those energies are more picked up by people who are attuned to subtleties and yeah. feelings and stuff like that. So it does kind of make sense. Absolutely. It's a trip. It is. Yeah. Did I'm you, like, huh? did you feel scared in that house? Like, did you know, did you feel like it was the house when you were a kid or was that? Kind when of I was after? a kid, I did. It just was stuff that was happening, but I think it was more hindsight. Like, Oh my gosh, like nothing like this happens right. now. 
right. it was just there. Yeah. And I'm just curious the people who live there now, do they experience anything? Because I don't yeah. know, maybe they do. And like, it's funny because I know that there was another story. At first I was just like, it must be just me. You don't talk about it as a kid because this is just stuff that happens to you. Right. I never spoke to my mom about it as a kid there. Mm-hmm. Never brought it up until like later on in adult life. We were talking. She's like, oh my God, yeah. Like she was like, because at one, it was like a triplex. And at one point my mom's mom and family were living upstairs and rented that spot. And I guess- my uncle had come down running at one point at night and he was like, are you okay? To my mom, like banging on the door in the middle of the night. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. And he's like, I heard you screaming like, oh, wow. you know, for help, you know? And she's oh, like, no. <laughs> and then like my grandma tells my mom, like I saw this lady dressed up in like clothes that is not of this time, whatever it is in wherever they were living up there, and, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that house is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember my mom, my mom telling me one time that, and of course she was all like matter of factly about it, mm-hmm. matter of fact about it, but she, uh, she was laying down and she kind of took a nap and mm-hmm. she had this weird dream that felt like not really like a dream. And there was a woman with long, dark hair and she kind of, I think she like touched her and it was really mm. freaky and yeah. she woke up and got up and whatever and went back where she was laying down was this one long black hair. Whoa. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> I take it your mom did not have black hair. No, my mom was blonde. <laughs> no <laughs> one in the family had uh, black yeah. hair. Especially a long black yeah, hair. That's yeah. somebody's big. It's not like a small hair. It's right, like a long. Right. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? Very specific. But there was so much of that stuff. So yeah. much. I, it's like I've I've forgotten most of it. But um, right. Uh, did you yeah. live in old homes? Were they like pretty old homes? Yeah, I mean they were like probably forties. Okay. Pretty old. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like it followed my mom, my mom and my sister. Like they were kind of magnets for it. That's what I, cause they're like, you can see and hear us. So (laughs) exactly. Your friends now forever. (laughs) Get away from me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a man. I'm trying to think of all the cool, cool things. I don't want you to get scared, though. This is so fast. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm fascinated by this stuff. Like, yeah. I'm searching to watch shows about this stuff at all times. If you're going to tell me real stuff, I'm all for it. Right. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I am to- here for you. I'm at attention. I'm trying to think. There, there's just, there was, there were so many. Um, have yeah. you ever had any out-of-body experiences, like astral projection type? Have you ever had that happen? I have. It's weird because you're looking at yourself. Yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, right. And then you're seeing stuff. I've had super creepy dreams that I'm like, where? I mean, I know dreams, they come out of wherever and everybody's like, this is super weird because your brain is weird. But like, I've totally had a dream once. This one sticks in my mind where I'm in a hospital visiting a little girl. Mm -hmm. I don't know this little girl. I don't know little girls, very many little girls in my life. And she's definitely not of my family because she's like a little white girl. And I'm visiting her in a hospital and I'm sitting by her bed. And then she's like trying to tell me something and I'm getting closer. That already sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. Like, get closer to me. Get closer. Her face becomes a black void. Oh, my like, God. As that's I mean, amazing. Like, and it freaked me out so hard. Like, sometimes I talk about it and I get, like, goosebumps thinking about it. Because it doesn't sound as scary in real life. But as I'm dreaming, it, it was, like, the worst. Right. She's like, get closer. I'm going to try to tell you something. And then, like, it just becomes, like, a black void. That is and I'm like, freaky. Yeah, I'm like, why? What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> it's okay. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I, stuff I, like that. Have you? Because uh, I've had these. I, that's the one constant as far as paranormal phenomenon. As far as 
having any kind of natural ability. Like I'm not mm-hmm. particularly psychic like my wife. I don't I can't really mm-hmm. see ghosts, but I astral I, or go out of body like a lot. Really? Like I've, ever since I've been a kid, I'll, I'll float around yeah. and sometimes it's like you're in your house but things yeah. are different. So it's kind of like a combination of a dream, right. but you feel completely conscious. I mean, people, yes. people say it's, they call it, I don't know, there's some scientific term for it now. That thing where you get stuck in your body and you can't move. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sleep, I know what you're saying. Sleep paralysis. I can think of it now. Yes. Sleep yes. paralysis. <clears throat> I've had that before. And um, yeah. there's, I mean, I've had like presences there Ooh. for sure. Like Ooh. really dark Pre- like scary so they felt bad bad yeah. they were yeah. not, i've yeah, i've okay. had i've had experiences <laughs> where it felt like i was p- pure spirit and i was it felt like the closest thing i could uh relate it to was the feeling you have on ecstasy just like oh, okay ah like happy yeah and like, and like oh i'm free of my body this is how my this right. is how my real being is is this oh, beautiful happy amazing yeah. but i've had other ones where it's the opposite and it's like scary as shit oh, yeah no. i tell the story in the documentary <clears throat> that uh, mike carell made about me that oh, I, like, cool. I like to paint monsters off to i'll send you a copy if you've never seen it great but there's a it. yeah there's a i tell a story about i had a i think i tell this story it's been a long time since I watched it. <laughs> There's a guy um, standing next to me, and I was like, I felt wide awake, but I was right. I couldn't move, and I was kind of looking through my eyelids. Yeah, um, I knew my eyes were closed, but I could see. Oh, and, weird! And he was standing there next to me, <clears throat> and he looked like a like a truck driver, like he had a jeans and like mm-hmm. a flannel shirt. He was kind of like half, kind of like a big guy, and a yeah. and a down feather down vest. And where his head was, was blackness. There was nothing Ooh. there. And Ooh. he had a pillow. Like, a, it was kind of like a cartoony pillow. And he was yeah. holding it above his face. Weird. Like, he was covering his face with this pillow. And then he just kept hitting me with the pillow and putting it back up in front of his face. They hit me with the pillow and put it back up. Whoa. And I was going, uh, uh, trying oh, to pull yeah, myself yeah. out of it. And it was so, so terrifying. Crazy. It felt <laughs> like, um, just like evil. It felt yeah. like evil. And right before it happened, when I first started seeing through my eyelids, I looked down and I could see under my door, a light went on. Oh, and I, like, no. and I was like, oh shit, someone's coming. Like I could feel yeah. it. And then all of a sudden he's standing there next to me and then he starts hitting Gross. me with the pillow. And the, the voice in my, my, like there was a voice in my head that was telling me he can only scare you. He can't hurt you. Don't worry. He can only scare oh, you. Yeah. Isn't that mm-hmm. weird? And then that I finally pulled myself out of it, woke myself up. And like, as I woke up, it's like, he just kind of faded. Like they do like in a movie, you know, yeah. or like the old TV shows where it gets all wavy, mm-hmm. you know, when you come <laughs> yeah. out of a dream, it looked like that. It was <laughs> wow. crazy. But somebody was watching out for you. If you heard some voice yeah. telling you otherwise. Oh yeah. Yeah. It felt like some kind of like a, I don't want to say a spiritual initiation or like right. it's, it was like. A, there was a spiritual lesson in there somewhere right for life Interesting. you know don't you know yeah yeah nothing can truly hurt you ultimately you're you're you know so just right. that's the that's the key of life you know don't worry don't be afraid 
and yeah. you'll be fine. Even if you die, you don't really die. It's all good. Right. You know? So interesting. Yeah. Well, you're like, you couldn't tell me in a less terrifying way. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, thanks for the lesson, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have written it down maybe, or had me read a story or something. But I mean, with that terror, I guess it hits you harder. You're like, all right, then just right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've made your point louder. And You've clearer. absorbed it now. <laughs> there's a, there's another really good one too, where I, uh, and this, this one is definitely in the documentary where I heard these, oh, cool. I hear, heard a knocking on, on, I woke up in the middle of the night, but I, but I wasn't awake. I was in that state. Actually, my head was stuck in my head and my feet went up. So I was like oh. floating, but my head was stuck. Oh, weird. You know, it was totally yeah, like yeah. the beginnings That's of this weird. out of body. Yeah. And so I was at this weird <laughs> angle and I hear, uh, the back door I heard oh, like yeah. frantic knocking right. and it was like, Oh, the, Oh, the bad feelings coming again. Oh no. And, then I, and I hear these little, it's so creepy. I hear these little footsteps, like yeah. little, little, little tod- people, toddlers, Ew, a child, like That's a group scary. of little toddlers yeah. running towards through the living room and into my <laughs> bedroom where I'm stuck. Yeah. And my feet are up. And all of a sudden, they all, they, I could see, I couldn't see them. They're invisible, but I could see them kind of like, like right. Predator in the movie Predator, where it's like wavering oh, where they are. Yeah, yeah. And they come running around to my side of the bed. And then they <laughs> all just went, stuck their hands in my head. And I had this terrible pain. Wow. Really bad what? pain. Yeah. They all stuck their hands on my head and then I just like snapped out of it. It was so scary. Super scary. Did they look like toddlers? What you saw they, the wavery bit? All, no, I could just see like their outline kind of. It's, They're it's like, more like small I had a, Yeah. They were like the size of three year olds. Oh. And they were laughing. They were, that's why I forgot. Uh, they were giggling like little babies, like little three year olds giggling. That is so <laughs> running gross down. and creepy. Is that freaky? Oh my God. No <laughs> it was so terrifying. Oh, and you know, you, most people would say, oh, you had a dream, but it was, it wasn't a dream. It was different. It was you weird. Know, it was, we totally, don't understand everything. People don't know. Like don't, you could say maybe a dream. Anything. It might not be a dream. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. It was, or dreams might be something more than we think they are or right. something you know sometimes i feel like it's a parallel a window into a parallel existence because it's like all the pe- sometimes my dreams are people i know here but different things are happening while right. our our relationships are different but it's like the same people right right and sometimes it's mundane like dumb yeah. stuff like oh, i'm sitting in a boat and we're eating a sandwich you know like <laughs> but it's like that doesn't happen here yeah yeah and you're not this person to me in this world right so and, you know sometimes, I mean? and sometimes they feel more real sometimes yeah. they're like weird dreams and then sometimes they feel like different i don't know i don't know it's like they yeah, feel yeah. like really real in a I weird totally way get what you're saying. you know yep it's crazy yeah we don't know anything really we don't. we don't know anything people want to think that you know no but what about science i'm like well that exists yes but there's so many things that there's no way we can know everything ever right, in absolutely. the universe like whatever absolutely it's <laughs> it's 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 like uh uh you know, I think it's a security blanket for, yeah for a lot of people. Like, I mean, I'm all about science. I think science is amazing and great. Yeah. Of course, everybody loves science. Of course but, I believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But it doesn't explain everything. It really doesn't. No. There's yeah. you know, so much more than, than probably science or anybody will ever know. You know? Exactly. Because I'm like, we're literally specks of dust in this universe. I'm like, you think these specks of dust will know everything? In the, it's just, right. Yeah. It's, it's absurd when you think Not about good. it like that. It's like, okay. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. And then when you start looking down inward, yeah. the smallness, things just keep mm-hmm. getting weirder. It's not like they ever yep. stop and there's one thing. Yep. It's like mm-hmm. the further you go, the deeper it goes. Yeah. And it's like it goes that way probably infinitely and it goes the other way infinitely yeah. the other way. Exactly. And it's, and it's insane. Right. The mind cannot conceive of it. Exactly. And isn't it more fun to like try to think of how other things exist and to be like, nope, this is it. This is the cap. Right. Well, that's why I, I feel, I, I think it's, it is like a security thing. It makes yeah. you feel like, cause that's a scary, it's right. a scary mm-hmm. thought to think that I, I exist and right. I'm part of this group of humans and we know mm-hmm. nothing about anything (laughs) and reality goes infinitely outwards and infinitely inwards. Exactly. And I don't know shit. That's kind of a scary prospect. It is a scary (laughs) thought. We don't know what's going to happen. Anything could change at any moment. Right. But we're here thinking, Oh, this is our 24 hours in a day. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like you, you, uh, you, uh, uh, yeah, it's you, 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 I've lost my train of thought. This is all kind of crazy <laughs> stuff we're talking about. See, this is how I love with the podcast when we go off on these right. crazy, weird tangents, tangents. You know, I love it too. Yeah. Especially when we're talking about this stuff. I'm like, yes, do tell. I know, I know. I need to, I need to do more. Uh, I, I love paranormal stuff. But anyway, yes. we got a subject on being right. horror movies, and so uh, yes, I agree. Paranormal horror movies are where it's at. That's for me. my yes. And, uh, what do you? Um, I think my most favorite current like franchise is like the conjuring franchise. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's really good. Yeah. So I, far. I don't know how yeah. many I've seen. How many have there been? I think there's been three. Cause there's a prequel and then there's two Annabelle's, right? Yeah. I think Which, no, almost... There's conjuring conjuring. There's a prequel and then there's an Annabelle. Is there four? I don't, I've lost count, but yeah. I've watched them all. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know I saw the first <laughs> one, which I really liked. And I saw the second yes. one, which I liked, I think. It's, I, it's been a while since I've seen him, but right. have you seen, uh, what was that one really good one? Uh, Hereditary. Did you see Hereditary? Oh, I did see Hereditary. Is that the one with the small child that was clicking? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That I don't was... want to give any spoilers, but also what? <laughs> that was, that was creepy. Crazy. That was, that was, that, that was, was probably as hell. Yeah. That was so probably. Creepy. Yeah. Probably one of the better horror movies I thought oh, I've seen yeah. recently because there's so much. Some of the imagery, like right. the the, do you remember the floating body at the end? Oh no, yeah, oh, I don't want to give mm-hmm. the spoiler away, but yeah, that, yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> it was oh, so man. creepy. You said it, and like I just saw an image in my mind, and I had little shivers. <laughs> 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 like, like, oh, yes, yeah. Didn't the same people or one of the people who created that? Don't they have a new one? It's called, is it summer something? Or am I thinking? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mid, is it mid, that person? I think it might yeah, be. Yeah, midsummer. I think it might be. I haven't seen that yet. I I've haven't heard, seen it either. I've heard good things about it, though. Yeah. But I feel like if they created that one, this one might be just as crazy. Hopefully. I'm excited to we see We can it. dream. We can hope. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the one thing about Hereditary that bothered me a little bit, mm-hmm. that, but this bothers me about every horror movie is whenever they have... Whenever they incorporate any kind of like occultism or magic, uh, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been studying like magic now for, I mean, I've kind of f- studied spirituality and mm-hmm. Eastern philosophy meditation all my life. I've always been interested in that stuff, but I've been like studying kind of Western magic, mm-hmm. esotericism, right. like mm-hmm. studying it and practicing it. Right. And the, the, the bummer thing about these movies is they always 
give it it's not about the devils or right. <laughs> demons really i mean you, i mean there's right. an aspect of it yes. uh, of demon all and mm-hmm. of demons and conjuring that you could get right. into but you know like pentagram anytime a pentagram is used right. it's wrong they're not right. using these things <laughs> correctly yes. and it's and it gives like a bad a really bad kind of gives it magic a, it reinforces what people already think mm-hmm. about magic it's the bad stereotypes yeah and it's totally not the bad it's not like that at all yeah magic is what more yeah. like i mean i think they do that on purpose sorry mm-hmm. i mean kajof the, I think they do that on purpose because they know people have the stereotypes in their minds. And so they're just playing it up to give you that, yeah, to give the right. people who don't know that horror aspect. But also, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're doing that. <laughs> have you ever gotten into any of that sort of thing? The, the, the I magic? haven't, but I am definitely interested in just learning about yeah. what it's about, you know? And I realized that recently a lot of, you know, like the goth fashions are using all the symbolism. Know, exactly, exactly. And you're like, do you know what that is? Right. Like, yeah, you don't even know like... what it is. You're just putting it on there. <laughs> it looks cool. I'm like, but no, just don't. <laughs> at you least know? know what it is, you know? Yes, I, I, at I least know. I feel that way about like artwork, even dark art, especially right. when people are using pentagrams mm-hmm. and upside down crosses. Yes. And it's like, you know, at least know what the things mean before you use them. Right. Have a little respect for it. If yes, you're interested in somebody's religion. Yeah. Yeah. If you're interested in learning about it, I've got the a most amazing website. It's like a subscription mm-hmm. website. It's called yes. I've been, I've had this guy, uh, Jason Louvre, on the show mm-hmm. before. I'm a really big fan of what he's doing. And he's got uh, it's called magic.me is the website. Oh, okay. And cool. it's so good. It's so good. If you're interested in even just to learn. It's so mm. interesting and it's and it's so funny when uh I mean even as as younger when I was more into eastern philosophy and I was a little bit afraid of the occult world I still liked right. the imagery but I didn't understand right, it. Right. And then you start learning about it and it's like oh this is exactly like zen meditation. I mean it most right. of magic is is meditation really. It's yeah. just different it's basically um holding, you know, sigils in your mind to manifest things and stuff like that but so it's if you're interested i would recommend that i everybody knows on this podcast i'm all into i love magic.me so i would i would suggest everybody uh check it out that's interested in all because it's it's so no nonsense and no ego the guy's not like mr spooky guy he's like super down to earth and like totally cuts through all the bullshit i'm I'm just so impressed with it so you should check it out yeah i would love to check it out i just want to learn about it and like Break their own because you know the big religions came out and this is what happens like right, yeah they bad mouth everything <laughs> and then like we don't know we don't really know anything we right. know what we know it's sort of like learning the stuff that you've learned in elementary school in your history books like right. there is so much more and it's so biased uh, yeah exactly yeah exactly. it's like the exact same thing yeah and it's like you know this is it's it's ancient stuff it's so old yeah. people have been doing it mm-hmm, forever and mm-hmm. it's like right. it's really kind of a bummer that it's 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 a really uh, it's all about you know knowing yourself and self-empowerment right. and and, mm-hmm. and connecting to this your spiritual side and it's just kind of sad that it's been you know squashed like that so i'm, okay. I'm I, that's that's one good aspect of the this kind of occult revival that you see it mm-hmm. things on clothes at least it's 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 coming it's back up there. in, in mm-hmm. public consciousness so people that want to know more will right you know Learn so there's that it. kind of aspect yeah. of it. but even the teacher mm-hmm. uh, jason louvre He's mm-hmm. aware of that, that, that that's going on. I've heard him complain yeah. about it a little bit. Like right. maybe I didn't, maybe I shouldn't have done this magic school. Cause now it's oh. like, you know, I, 
Um, but I, there's know. good and bad to everything. Yeah, it just exactly. depends on the people who take it, you know? Exactly. That's what, what I told you- him. He said that in the podcast and I was like, I found it and it's been really good for me. So I think nice. I'm the kind of person maybe you're trying to reach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cool. They've got, you know, I would totally check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Ma- magic Thanks for that. Me. Yeah. I've, you're learning all kinds of things today. I'm into it. It's more beneficial for me than anybody else, but I'll take it. (laughs) Sculpting, magic. Heck yeah. (laughs) Thanks for my free schooling. (laughs) Yes. Well, I, this has been great. I had so much fun talking to you. I I, I appreciate you coming on. I feel like I finally know you as much as, I felt like I knew you before, but I, now I actually do know you. <laughs> awesome. I know this was really fun. And like my nerves, you were correct. See, my nerves it, are put at ease right? immediately pretty much. Did, right. Right. It's everyone says yes. it's, I, I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I can, I set them at ease somehow. So yep. I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm, I hope you enjoyed it. It was, I definitely did. Yeah. I yep. appreciate your time. Let me give my little uh, spiel at the end here. Okay. Um, everybody who's listening. Thank you for listening. And if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash dark art society and join for as little as a dollar a month and you get the podcast a day early and you get in the secret Facebook uh, dark art society cooperative, which I will add you to because if, awesome. you, if you come on the podcast, you also get an entry in the, in the secret face groups, <laughs> Facebook group. So anyway, but thanks everybody for listening and Thank you so much, Bear, for coming on. It was super fun. And, thanks um, for inviting me. This yeah. was super awesome. Yeah. yeah. So thanks. So goodbye, everybody out there. Say goodbye, Bear. Goodbye, Bear. Just kidding. You know. <laughs> but Bye, everybody. I know, right? <laughs> That's me in a nutshell, baby. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Thanks, Chad. Bye.